you're a parent, a student, or a staff member that takes Northern Nevada high school sports seriously. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. If it's high school sports in Northern Nevada, we're not only talking about it, we're right in the middle of it. News and information you can trust. Let's do this. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. And now your host, Michael Reeves. Hello, everybody. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. And today we have week four matchups on tap. We're going to be breaking down what we thought happened in week three. This week, it's me and Brady. Brady, how was your week? It was good. It was good. There were some great games last weekend, and uh, looking forward to this weekend for sure. There's some, some good matchups I was looking at. Yeah, Brady, uh, you look at those standings. Obviously, none of the games are league games, so that kind of make a, makes a difference come playoff time. But it's kind of interesting uh, how many one and two teams we have, uh, with exception to the 0-3 Mustangs and the two and one Grizzlies and Huskies, everybody else is one and two. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, some of the North teams played some good competition out of state, some California teams, some teams from Vegas. Uh, so I think, I think you'll start seeing, uh, some wins come, uh, just looking at some of these like Bishop Minogue and Damani and McQueen down at the bottom there. Uh, I, th- I see some wins coming their way, but, uh, once they're all playing each other up here in the North, I think the cream will rise to the top. Definitely will. Well, let's get into it. Let's recap what we thought could have been our battle of the week. And I was on the wrong side of it. I thought that Douglas was going to come out and play well. Douglas traveling up to McQueen. It was 51-30 in favor of the Lancers. Brady, uh, did you see any of that game or hear anything about it? Uh, no, I just heard I just heard McQueen's running game was really good. I didn't get a chance to see that game, but I did pick McQueen uh, to win that game. I know uh, you picked Douglas, so that's the one that we differed on. Uh, but, you know, I had I, th- I thought McQueen would have their backs kind of against the wall after a couple of tough losses, and, and they really showed up. And, and you know, I think I think it's something to be said for McQueen to, to be 0-2 going into that matchup and really put up numbers like that, kind of get them back on track. You want to talk about a matchup that really was battle of the week. Um, and was one we really didn't see being that close. But uh, Foothill coming up to Reno to play the Galena Grizz. 10-7 to was the final score. Brady, that's that's way closer than many thought it was going to be. Yeah, definitely. I know you picked like 28-7 uh, and you picked Foothill. We all picked Foothill, which we, we all got that right. They won, but we thought it would be a little bit more lopsided than it was. Galena showed me something there for sure. Uh, putting up a tough defense there. Uh, Foothill's pretty, you know, good club from Southern California. So, uh, Galena showed a lot in that game to me. I was, I was very impressed, and and that's will reflect on on them moving forward and where we see them. Definitely, we move into our next game that happened last week. A tough one for the Senators. Uh, they lose to Basic uh, by a thirty-plus point margin. Uh, Brady, that one's it, it's tough when you're. When you're coming off a legendary head coach like Blair Roman and you've seen that program where in the early 20-teens you saw a lot of uh, regional championship competition and uh, potentially playing for a state title 
type of team. But then the past few years have kind of declined. Uh, Blair Roman steps down. Coach Bouchard uh, has got to get his guys on the right step here. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough game for Carson. I mean, basic coming up from Vegas there, you know, good good program down there all the way around. All their sports are pretty tough, good athletes. So, uh, you know, with Carson right now, they just kind of got to go back to the drawing board. They've had a couple tough losses. And uh, and looking at it that way, I mean, getting into play Northern California, North, excuse me, Northern Nevada teams. Uh, but Carson definitely has to go back to the drawing board for sure. I mean, they, they got two points kind of. Where's their offense going to come from? Uh, who are they going to look to to lead the team? Stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. The next game we had on the docket from last week, this was a game that injuries really played a key factor, and we predicted that ahead of time. Uh, Lynn Alt was on the podcast with us, and you know he had to go with the Mustangs, but you and I kind of knew Faith Lutheran is a very, very, very good team, and it was going to be a tough competition for a completely healthy Mustang team. But they didn't have all their guys. Uh, the final score was twenty-nine to seven. Brady, any thoughts? No, I mean we all picked. You know, we, me and you picked fake Lutheran. Lynn, you know, is going to pick Demani. He, he's a Demani guy. So, but uh, we just kind of knew that Faith Lutheran would be a little too much for Demani. Uh, I was at that game, uh, so I got to see it. Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't a blowout or anything like that. Demani played tough and everything. They just couldn't get any, get anything going offensively. Uh, you know, and they do have a lot of injuries. I know losing some of their best players. So, you know, I think, I think they're going to be a good team. They looked, they, they had times where they were playing really well and moving the ball. Faith Lutheran, you know, they, they played well, you know, they played well and didn't make any huge mistakes. So that was kind of difference in the game. You want to talk about another game that we didn't see coming at all. Um, but it was, it was, it was weird because you know, we weren't underrating the Huskies, but we thought Grant was just that good, uh, especially considering that they had beaten McQueen earlier in the year. Uh, the Grant Pacers come into town. They lose to the Reno Huskies 30-21. to 21. Uh, Brady, that one was a shocker. Yeah. I mean, we all of us picked Grant to win that game. I, I thought Grant was going to be a little too much for Reno. Reno showed me a lot there winning that game. Uh, I know it was at home at Reno. Uh, Grant had to travel up, uh, but what Grant did to McQueen and and kind of what how many points they put on the board, how they handled McQueen, is kind of where we got a lot of our info and kind of how good they were. Uh, but it was impressive that Reno beat them. That's a great win against a quality opponent at home and kind of kind of where we, where we thought Reno was uh, before they lost to Spanish Springs. You know, kind of we had them high, and I was like, they're going to be right behind Bishop Minogue this year. Uh, so they were kind of flashed it there for sure. So it was a surprise. A team that'll definitely be excited to get into league play. Uh, the Spanish Spring Cougars lose one to the Marin Catholic Wildcats. It was 48-10. Tough one for the Cougs. Yeah, Marin, Marin Catholic's a good program. Uh, I picked them to win. Uh, so did you. Uh, you had a lot tighter at 28-24 in your prediction, but uh, I just had a you know, Marin Catholic plays in a tough league. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm from the Bay Area down there where I went to high school, so I, I know how good a program that is. Uh, so it was a tough challenge for Spanish Springs there. I think Spanish Springs is going to be a good team. I think they're going to be right there at the top towards the end of this thing. So uh, I think it was a good test for them, uh, but definitely uh, outmatched in that game. 
Now we're going to focus on our games coming up this week. We did it's, miss one game, though. Oh, we did. I apologize. I yeah, apologize. we actually missed a game that I thought was going to be a lot closer than it was. And uh, that's the Bishop Minogue Miners uh, beating the Reed Raiders. How could so, I forget that one? That one was... Yeah, that you know, was... we all picked Bishop Minogue there. Uh, I was a little shocked at this one. Uh, I thought it would be a tighter game, but I wasn't surprised to see Minogue go on the road to Reed after losing two tough games to two tough out-of-state opponents and really put it on the Reed Raiders. And, and you got to see Minogue's offense at work there. Well, and that's the thing. You know, we saw Minogue go 0-2 out the gate, and it's kind of one of those things that they're playing ultra, ultra tough uh, competition. And when you're playing guys like that, it, it can get demoralizing. But uh, really glad to see some of those guys uh, get started as far as get some confidence, get some numbers behind their statistics, and just seeing what they have to offer. But now, now that we've got all the games, sorry about that, Bishop Minogue and Reed, we're going to go into this week's games. Brady, I can't even believe it. We're all ready to week four. We have the Reed Raiders traveling down to South Reno. They're going to take on the Damani Ranch Mustangs. Um, you know, Damani is trying to get a win in the books, Brady. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. I really, You know, Reed's coming off a tough loss to Minogue at home. Damani Ranch has not won this year. Uh and I watched them last week. They, you know, they're playing tough. They got some good players out there. Uh, I know they're missing a few, but I am picking the Reed Raiders in this one over Damani at Damani. Interesting, interesting. So you're picking the Reed Raiders. I am gonna pick the school I graduated from. I'm going with the Damani Ranch Mustangs. I'm gonna go 24-21 Mustangs. Uh, I think. You're going to see some key guys out, but you may see some surprises in the lineup as well. And uh, when you're looking at Damani Ranch, uh, that program, as I said earlier in the year, is one of those, yes, they're going to have a tough time coming out of the gate, but I think they're going to get better as the year goes along, and I think this could be the first step of many uh, to where they could, they could really see their season turn around. So we do have a difference there. Brady pick and read, and I am picking Damani Ranch. And as I said, I believe it was 24-21. And then we'll go into our next game. The Bishop Minogue Miners traveled to McQueen. We got a lot to take away from both of those teams last week, Brady. Uh, what are you thinking on this game? Yeah, I think this is a really good game. I think Bishop Minogue... Uh, Heading to Reed last week, getting that big W after a couple tough non-league games where they went up, started 0-2. Uh, I have Bishop Minogue heading up to McQueen. I have Bishop Minogue winning this game. Uh, I think they're just going to be clicking on all cylinders with that offense that they showed last week. Uh, McQueen did have a great game against Douglas. I think Minogue's defense will 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 be able to put up a much tougher test, I think, for McQueen. And, and I just see Bishop Minogue winning this game. Now, the question is by how much, and I know you don't put scores to your predictions, but I think this one could be a staple win for Bishop Minogue. I'm going 49-21. I think the Miners um, got some confidence, some wind behind their sails last week, and I could really see them taking things to the next step in this game. Uh, McQueen is figuring out their run game, and uh, we saw Dio Richson for the first time last week. Uh, I think 
you could really get some productivity, not just from the passing game, but from the running game of Aaron Hansen. And I think uh, a lot of things can go McQueen's way in this game, but I think the Miners just have that much more when it comes to continuity, talent, and guys that you really expect to take their game to the next level. So for that reason, I'm going Minogue, 49-21. Our next game, this one didn't look so exciting in the preseason, but let me tell you, with the way the Grizz are playing now, this has got a heck of a lot more exciting as the year's going on. Carson traveling to Galena. Brady, what do you got for us? Well, I think this is going to be a really good game. This is uh, Galena showed a lot last week in that tough battle they had with Foothill. Uh, you know, lost 10 to 7. They were right in it all game. Uh, a couple wins prior to that. And uh, Carson's coming off a tough loss to Basic. I like the Galena Grizzlies in this game. I think it's going to be kind of Galena, you know, getting a good W under their belt, not against a 3A opponent, but a 4A, you know, a 5A opponent in the north, and I think Galena comes through with the victory. I also think Galena comes through with the victory. I think um, I'm going to go 35-7. I think that uh, Galena's shown a lot, and, you know, it's one thing for everybody to say, that uh, they're they're a good team in preseason because everybody thinks everybody's going to be good in preseason. But once you start getting down to the nitty-gritty and every matchup coming and we start seeing records and stats and putting together league leaders, you, you really start wondering, well, not everybody can be good. There's going to be some cellar dwellers and there's going to be some booming teams we didn't expect and I, I'm not going to say that they're they're going to make a state title game yet, but Galena's not only have the chip on their shoulder, they're proving it right now. Uh, so for that reason, I take the Grizz in this game and uh, could be a very interesting game. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about what their quarterback's doing, I mean, no interceptions right now, throwing the ball well, and their running game and Kermode, the young sophomore, I think, uh, got five TDs already uh, 30 carries you know they're, they're they they're kind of kind of got the run game and pass game working which it's great in high school they're not one-dimensional but you know Galena's a proud program there's good teams in the past these kids know that I think Aaron coach Cook knows that there and I'm sure he's preaching that it's kind of like get back to where they're competitive and and they're putting you know good product down on the field we go to our next matchup. You want to talk about a team with the wind behind their sails. It's definitely the Reno Huskies. They're going to be hosting the Douglas Tigers this week. Uh, Brady, what do you expect to see from both of these teams? Actually, this is going to be a really good game. I think Douglas, you know, they got punched in the mouth last weekend and, and at McQueen uh, with a big loss. I, I think Douglas is better than that. Uh but I think Reno at home is tough. Uh, they showed it last week against Grant. I got Reno Huskies winning this game. Uh, I think they're going to be too much for Douglas to handle, and it's going to be tough weeks, tough back-to-back -back weeks for Douglas heading uh, heading up to Northwest Reno. I agree. I think it's going to be a tough one for the Tigers. I got the Huskies winning this one. I'm going to go 28-7. to um, I just think that, Reno's figured something out that they haven't figured out in quite a few years. And I'm not talking 
um, under the Jason Allen tenure. I'm talking all the way back to the Dan and Dan Avancino tenure. I mean, this is a program that when we went in there uh, for our preseason countdown to kickoff show, they they were just w excited for the change, excited for what Coach Allen brought to the program, excited for what this staff, um, a lot of guys that came over from Damani Ranch, are bringing in, infusing that new culture. And then you've got guys that have been there for four years that have seen three head coaches, and they're just like, you know what? Coach Allen's the guy. We believe in him. He tells us to jump. We say how, how high. I think this Husky team is not only good under that coaching staff, but I think there's a lot of talent that can also supplement everything that's being taught. So I think the Huskies win this one and uh, could be a very, very, very good game. We go to our next game. Last but not least, Spanish Spring Cougars are traveling to a neutral site. They're going to El Dorado County. And now that may be up in the air. I got to confirm with the coaches because obviously we're getting a little smoke here in the valley. And uh, who knows if they're going to have to move that around. But they will be playing the Granite Bay Grizzlies. Granite Bay is 2-0. Brady, uh, you know all about the Northern California teams. Tell us uh, what you know about Granite Bay. Yeah, Granite Bay is a, a good program. They're they're ranked 79th right now in California, according to Max Preps, uh, which is pretty high in California, like we've talked about in the past. There's a lot of schools, so if you're in that you know below 100 ranking, you're you're a quality program, pretty good. But Granite Bay has always had good athletes, good players, uh, playing a tough league down there. Uh, Spanish Springs just had a tough game against Marin Catholic. Uh, and I think they're going to be heading down to Granite Bay, and they're in for another tough game down there. And I see Granite Bay Grizzlies winning this game. I also see the Granite Bay Grizzlies. Uh, I, I have that they actually have not thrown over 100 yards in any of the games. It's all about the rushing attack. Uh, they have big runners, uh, a lot of skilled runners that they have played all season long. Um, and, yes, they've only played two games, but – They've got some guys already that have 300 yards on the docket. So, you know, Granite Bay is one of those teams that uh, is really competitive with the best of them. And I think uh, it's going to be a little bit too much for the Coug uh, team. I think it's going to be a 42-14 to 14 game. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I just think it's going to – Granite Bay is always a, a solid program, solid team. And I, I just think at home, them traveling, it's going to be too much for them. Now, we always like to put a surprise on Brady, and, and when I say surprise, I swear to you all, I'm not tell I will send him everything but the surprise segment. Now, Brady is always very complimentary of every player and every team, but I saw a segment on uh, one of my local sports shows that I like to watch, and Brady, I'm going to ask you, let's just say anywhere from three to five questions, and, and I'm not going to ask you if it's going to happen or not happen. I'm just going to ask you, is this an overreaction statement or could it potentially happen? And I may, I may throw some hyperboles out there. I may throw some softballs. We'll see. Okay, Brady, first one. Can the Reno Huskies win the regional championship in 2022? If they were to win it, is that a hyperbole overstatement or is, is that pretty, pretty, you know, can happen after this point? I think it can happen after this point. Not a hyper. I think it definitely could happen. 
if things uh, work a certain way, for sure. Okay, I got another one for you. Ben Primka, we talked about him. Great quarterback out of Galena right now. He's uh, got 462 yards, uh, only behind three other quarterbacks. But we talked about that touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's got five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Could Ben Primka be the offensive player of the year? Overreaction or maybe not? It's kind of a catch-22 there. I think he could be, but I don't think Galena at the end of the day is going to be one of the top four teams in the league. So I think your offensive player is going to go to one of the top teams it usually does. Uh, It's just the way it kind of works. But I I just have a feel. I think he could be. I think if Galena keeps it going and they're there at the end, maybe in the semifinals of the North, something like that, he has a possibility uh, to be an offensive player of the year. But I think you're going to see the numbers from some of the guys we were expecting uh, to really start climbing now that they're going to be playing each other here in the North. Okay, another guy uh, who has just been. I'm going to read the stat line, and you're going to. You're just going to. Your jaw is going to hit the floor, and it because it does me every time I put in his stats. From the Douglas Tigers, number 42, Cole Smalley, who plays a little bit of linebacker, plays everywhere for the Tigers. It feels like he's got 52 total tackles, leads all of the North. Um, with an interception and a forced fumble. The next closest guy has 35 total tackles. Is it an overstatement? Could Cole Smalley have double the amount of tackles to the second best guy? Like, could the, the deficit... The the year? Could the deficit... So, like, if he, has, yeah. if he has 80, the next guy could have 40. Could he have the double the deficit? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if he'll have double, but I think that's a stretch. But I do think that he is a great player. You're seeing that. I think he's going to be at the top of the list at the end of the year. Uh, he's all over the field. Uh, but I think it, I think there's going to be some other guys having some big games, kind of some guys getting healthy. The leading tackler last year from Damani just came back after, you know, being hurt. So, I think uh, I think you're gonna Venezia. Uh, I think you're gonna have some guys stepping up and trying to short cut that deficit down. But Smalley's a hell of a player, and he he's all over the field, and you can see that with the numbers he's putting up. They're pretty impressive after three games. Well, I'm gonna stick with those three. I I just figure I give you some overreaction, underreaction kind of things. I love it. Uh, that was our predictions for Week Four, Brady. This season's flying. I know. it's uh, We start real early here in northern Nevada, uh, and we finish before Thanksgiving. That's just the way it is here. State finals before Thanksgiving. A lot of uh, other states finish middle of December. So, uh, But we, we start early here. I can't believe games start or whatever on the 12th of August. So, yeah, it's not – it doesn't even – we just got past Labor Day this last weekend, and we're already in week four. So kind of crazy. Definitely crazy. And then um, one other thing that – should be hitting shelves everywhere coming up, uh, whether it's in the next couple of days or early next week. Uh, we're looking at our magazine coming out for the fall. Uh, why should people, if they're at their local bullies, Flowing Tide, at their high schools asking their ADs, why should they pick up a Battleborn Preps magazine? Oh, I think uh, it's got a lot of great information in there. Michael does a great job highlighting the teams. Uh, good quotes from coaches uh, and just 
supporting our partners too, all the ads in there uh, that make this possible for us to do the magazine and get that out to the schools. You know, we appreciate Floating Tide and Bullies and other places, uh, Tamarack Junction, places that have the magazine. Uh, but it's just, uh, we're real proud of it. I think we're going, you know, on our eighth year, uh, just real proud of, of what we do and, and getting that magazine out to the community. And we couldn't do it without our great partners. Uh, so when, you, when you're looking at the magazine, look at those partners and realize that they're the ones that uh, help it out and let it happen. So appreciate it. And we can't say enough about them. And I, I mean, from from the, the Savage and Sons of the World, the Zero Teen Fatalities, the Tamarack Junctions, the Dolan Auto Dealerships. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the best partners out there. Uh, you know, whether it be the small mom and pop uh, real estate agent all the way up to the Dolans like we talked mm-hmm. about. I mean, it's just it's a phenomenal magazine. We put a lot of time into it. So please do check it out. Parents, it's great to just have because who knows? Your kid will be 23 before you blink and uh, you'll have that for the rest of your life to look at. But uh, please check out that magazine as we put a lot of effort and our sponsors really help us with that. Um our website, battlebornpreps.com or bbpreps.com. You can go to either of those, and it'll take you straight to our site. we got tons of different things. Uh, I know Lynn, Ar- Lynn Alt just put out a game preview for Damani Ranch. Uh, yep. We write up the recaps. Tons of great stuff. Uh, Brady, like I said, week four, we're almost halfway there before playoffs. How? Uh, any last words that you have before we close out the podcast? No, no, I think there's some really good games this week, and just get out and support the kids and support your schools and and have fun. Definitely. Well, I'm Michael Reeves, Brady Raggio. Thank you all for joining us as we did the Week 4 predictions and the Week 3 recap of the Battleborn Preps podcast. Have a great evening. You've been listening to the Battleborn Preps podcast. If you're a parent, student, or staff of Northern Nevada High School Sports, you can always trust us with news and info. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Twitter at Battleborn Preps. And for schedules, news, and more info, hit the website at bbpreps.com. See you next time on the Battleborn Preps Podcast. <laughs>